I'm a handshake tater. I'm a spud with a plate. I'm a miracle that's greater day by day. I ain't your average quitter. I don't put up with golf. I'm doing the best I can. The drunk tater. Welcome back to the Trump Terror this beautiful Monday morning. Um, just kind of a wild weekend again. Every week, every day seems to be present something new and and uh, fun to talk about. Or uh, so over the weekend, um, the president's attorneys have distanced themselves from Sidney Powell. So firstly, uh, first my heart was kind of down because I thought Sidney Powell out of all the one, all the attorneys was the was the sharpest and and I uh, loved her enthusiasm and her desire to take down the corrupt politicians both Republican and Democrat alike and uh, so for a few hours I thought man you know why would this woman of such great reputation put out um, information out there that she had more than she, more uh, evidence and witnesses than she had. And why, why is the president and his team distancing themselves from her? So initially it was kind of a, it was kind of a, you know, one of those things that knocked the breath out of you and you think, wow, you know, are are we losing hope? So anyway, but the good news, (laughs) she issued a statement, uh, I think last night, maybe this morning, but uh, I'll read you her statement. We'll talk a little bit about that. And later in the show, I'm going to have a gentleman out of California named Orlando Hill. He is a black conservative patriot. And I point this out because this is one of the areas that we as conservatives have to be most careful in, is that this is an American problem and that we need to bring everyone on board to this problem. And we can't allow any any hate, any prejudice to get in our hearts at this time, even with this racial division that's out there, we need to reach out more than ever now to our our brothers and sisters of all races in America and pull them on board if we're going to save our Constitution, if we're going to save our Bill of Rights and uh, and move forward together as Americans. So Sidney Powell says, I agree with the campaign statement that I am not a part of the campaign's legal team. I never signed a retainer agreement or sent the president or the the campaign a bill for my expenses or my fees. My intent has always been to expose all the fraud I couldn't find and let the chips fall where they may, whether it be upon Republicans or Democrats. The evidence is compelling um, and is overwhelming that this software tool that was used to shift millions of votes from President Trump and other Republican candidates to Biden and other Democratic candidates uh, candidates. We are proceeding to prepare our lawsuit and plan to file this week. It will be epic. We will not allow this great republic to be stolen by communists from within or without, or our votes altered and manipulated by foreign actors in Hong Kong, Iran, Venezuela, so, uh, Serbia, for example, who have, have neither regard for human life nor the people in whom uh, who they are the engine of this exceptional country. We, the people, elected Donald Trump and other Republican candidates to restore the vision of America as the place of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So I was just thrilled to read that, and it gives me more hope. I don't know if she's going to be able to prove this beyond any doubt to be able to ensure that President Trump remains our president uh, but what she is doing, she's she's fighting on behalf of the American people. She's fighting for us. And um, so, again, uh, we're going to continue to hold out some hope until hope has been exhausted. Uh, and if you want to contribute to Sydney uh, Powell and her um, fighting for us, the American people, I mean, I'm just going to give her the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I think she's a tough cookie and she's a brilliant lady. I just don't think she'd put herself out there uh, on this unless she felt uh, secure in what she's doing. So uh, defendingtherepublic.org, www.defendingtherepublic.org at uh, Crankin on steroids. So 
the website you can go to is defendingtherepublic.org to uh, contribute to Sydney Powell and her efforts to to preserve our free and fair uh, elections. And um, so support her. Let's give her a shot. I don't I don't think we throw her under the bus right now like so many are doing. I, I think it's important that we hold out some hope and um, and and support those who are trying to fight fight for our freedoms and make sure that the elections, even if it, you know we're not able to see the results of her work at this point, but they come down the road and hold for our 2000, uh, 2022 elections, make them more secure. I think it's worth getting 100% behind Sydney Powell on this. So anyway, just um, the Trump tater hot take of the day is, is that she's not out of the race and she's not getting beat down and she's going to continue fighting for us, the American people. So please support Sydney Powell financially if you can in helping her um, in these court battles that she is going to be taken on by the most powerful people in America, uh, social media and our corporate media, Democrats, and now even Republicans. Let's get behind her and back her, see if she can, uh, you know, oftentimes these lawsuits that have happened over over time holding corporate uh, people accountable for um, things that they've done have been taken on by sometimes a single attorney that just really believed in the uh, in the process or in the, the person that they're representing, even though it seemed like against incredible odds. And we've seen many victories take place like this. So let's support Sydney in that and hope and get, you know, until until it's proven otherwise, let's, you know, put our hope there and and see if something can come to pass. So anyway, there's so many things to talk about today. Um, I, I'm going to start just because thanks, this is Thanksgiving. And, uh, and so there's a lot of toxic things that can fill our minds. <laughs> and so we have to be careful that we don't allow that toxicity. And I, I've been, I've been guilty of this lately because I went to bed kind of last night and especially after, you know, this news on um, the president's team that's fighting for this election. Uh, I was kind of downhearted and I thought, you know, where are we going to go from here? And so we've got to be careful not to let those feelings, you know, reside too long in our hearts and minds. And one of the way we, ways we can do that is gratitude. Now, over my married life, <laughs> my husband has been a pessimist. He has been the victim. He's been a lot of different things. And he's kind of recently, in recent years, has had some shift and has worked some things out. And so last night as I'm going to bed and uh, feeling downhearted on this, uh, I said, well, share something where I can, you know, give me some hope. And he lists this abundance of hope that we have around us. I mean, from the new technology that's blessing our lives medically to our great children that we have uh, to the beautiful world we live in. I mean, life's not going to end if Joe Biden becomes president. I mean, I certainly hope and I'm going to work everything I can to make sure that doesn't happen, but uh, we have to remain optimistic and we have to have gratitude in our heart. So gratitude, the quality of being thankful and ready to show appreciation for and to return kindness. And uh, so it's, it's ready to, uh, that we have thankfulness in our heart that we show appreciation for the things we have and that appreciation um, motivates us uh, for being kind uh, to other people and showing that kindness um, outwardly as well. So anyway, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more on um, gratitude when we get back on the Trump trader. I, I think Brian was trying to give me a signal, but I'm not sure how much time do we have left, Brian, before this minute and a half. Okay. So, um, I'll get a little bit more into how gratitude changes our brain. So I've always been one in the past that, uh, I see the importance of gratitude and I'm thinking, you know, if you're having a bad day, you got to just write down things that you're grateful for, express gratitude to others. But there's actually a lot of science behind it. They've done studies that show how, um, just the expression of gratitude can change our, our brain chemistry. And, uh, so it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. But uh, so they've done these studies that they took three different groups. They've always known that positive people or people that are healthy and in, in a good place in their life, that gratitude makes a big difference. But they decided to see how big of a difference it could make to people who are struggling emotionally, physically, and having some ailments in their lives that are really impacting them. So they took a, a group and they divided into three different people. 
three different groups. I mean, one that one third of them wrote letters of gratitude weekly. Uh, another third of them wrote the deepest feelings that they were going through. And, uh, and then, then the third group, they didn't do either. And uh, so anyway, when we get back on the Trump tater in a minute, that uh, we'll talk about how gratitude actually made a, a big impact for the people who took the time to write a letter of gratitude and, and to share it uh, with someone else. So back on the Trump Tater in just a minute and talk more about gratitude. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is, I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and we just launched a new PragerTopia membership called PragerTopia Unlimited. Members can listen to any and all audio programs that are in the Dennis Prager store. That's over 400 programs to choose from, show segments, talks, lectures, courses, even full access to all five books of my Torah teaching. For a limited time, an annual PragerTopia Unlimited membership is only $119. Join PragerTopia Unlimited today. Go to PragerTopia.com. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800 406 0046. 800 406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc., 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation, Commission License Number DC 83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. Welcome back to the Trump Tater. We're going to go into a little bit more on gratitude. But again, my name is Jamie Renda. And hopefully I'm going to have a co-host again. I have not heard from Dallin Johnson in a while. But uh, I know he's kind of laid up with uh, an injury right now. So a little bit more on gratitude. And so they took these three groups of people. And uh, in the one group that wrote a a letter weekly expressing gratitude, what they found is just a few little uh, things is that they use more words like we and uh, collective words versus I. And and so that's just, you know, a a little symbolic aspect is that they they felt more of a community. They felt more of a family. They felt more 
of a connection with others when they were expressing gratitude. But uh, so over the first week or two, it didn't make a big difference. But as they got into week four and into week 12, and then they did a, uh, a follow up three years into it. And, uh, and they noticed definitive brain changes, they did MRIs, and uh, that it actually altered the brain, um, the people who made a habit out of expressing gratitude, and being grateful for the things around them. So I'm just going to list a few things that the benefits of expressing gratitude. And I do this because we live in a time right now that, that we have such great division. And uh, and I'm not in one right now for this kumbaya moment that uh, the Democratic Party is reaching out and saying, oh, we need unity. Uh, that's probably not going to happen right away. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with the fact that it's not going to happen because um, in the past, what it meant to compromise is it meant the Republicans uh, basically uh, compromised, and then a deal was made. So I, I don't think we're in for a ton of compromise at this point. There are some things we have to work together at to make sure that we can function as a country. Uh, but I'm definitely not just joining in on this, you know, let's wrap our arms around each other and have this American unity that Joe Biden's calling for. But that does not mean that we can't be happy in our lives and have gratitude. Uh, for the things around us. And so the, some of the positive aspects of gratitude is we have increased happiness and a positive mood. We're more satisfied with our life. We're less materialistic. And I think that's another thing that this coronavirus, you know, good, bad, or in between, whether it's real virus, not real virus, or et cetera, I think it's definitely made people reevaluate their lives and recognize that maybe we don't need all this materialistic things, that we can live a little simpler life and, uh, so I think, I think that's a good thing. So we need to look at this situation and see if we can find all the positive aspects of it, even though we're not happy with the way that it's um, materializing right now. So we're less likely to experience burnout if we're great, if we have a heart of gratitude and we're on a regular basis expressing or recognizing the things that we have to be grateful for. We have better physical health. We sleep better at night. We're less fatigued. There's lower le levels of uh, inflammation. And uh, so this is really important because the inflammation can impact so many aspects of our health. Uh, we have greater resiliency. And we're really going to need a lot of resiliency right now, <laughs> regardless of how this election turns out. So uh, anyway, I'm, I'm, it's awesome that we have Thanksgiving this week and that we can all you know reflect on those things that we should be grateful for. Uh, encourages the development of patience, and we're going to need a lot of patience, uh, humility, and wisdom. So those are some of the uh, things that as individuals we can experience by exercising gratitude in our lives. For groups of people, and I'll throw us into, you know, those that are Trump supporters or conservatives at this time. I mean, one, I just want to point out, well, I'm going to go through this and then I'll point it out. We have... Um, strengthens our relationships and helps employees effectiveness. If, if you have a, a job in which you're there and you feel gratitude from your employer that, you know, you're um, that they're grateful for the work that you do and that you're on time and that you're reliable, it uh, increases your effectiveness at work and it increases your job satisfaction. So there's lots of things collectively that when we, uh, outwardly express gratitude or in and also inwardly just reflect on the things we have to be grateful for. It can do uh, just a lot of good. So anyway, I've noticed uh, there was a challenge uh, by a uh, religious leader here in Utah that encouraged people to take to social media and express gratitude. So I have noticed as I look on my, my, uh, my feeds that are coming through, I'm not seeing the same, political discourse, but seeing a lot more just people expressing gratitude for the things that they have in their lives. And I think that has changed the tone. It's changed even my mindset, you know, as I get on Facebook or get on something to, to see people with a picture of their family, their children, uh, their cat or their dog or their home uh, or the Christmas tree they just cut down. Um and are bringing back from Idaho or for a meal that they just had, 
um, for their health, uh, for their faith. I mean, there's so many things that I've seen out there that people are expressing gratitude for. So it definitely has had an impact. Uh, I know on me, um, just seeing these different feeds coming through with expressions, expressions of gratitude and not people who are being upset. Matter of fact, I'm looking outside my window right now and I see the most gorgeous bird up in my tree outside my window. And so I'm at, uh, I, I just happened to glance up and it's a big old bird. And I, as a matter of fact, I ought to take a picture and see, it looks like a dove. I'm pretty sure it's a dove out there. So that's pretty cool. Um, Huh. I'm going to have to have my husband. He's a bird watcher in our family. But um, anyway, just little things in nature um, that we can look at and see God's incredible hand in the world around us. Um, so anyway, I would just encourage you, I mean, not just on Thanksgiving Day, but start today if you haven't already and write a list of the things you're grateful for. Express that list to your spouse or to your significant other or to your children, your parents, um, your employees or your employer. I just got a, a, a nice kudo on as I saw pop pop up as one of my employees express gratitude for having uh, me as their employer. And which definitely brightened my day. And I'm quite grateful for the great team I have because I haven't been able to work at my store in over a month. And not that I, I kind of backed off working there for uh, anyway, because I can't handle wearing a mask every day. Uh, so, I, but I haven't actually physically been in my store in a month because I had gone to New York and I came home and I took care of my mother until she passed away. And then now I've been under quarantine. So I'm very grateful for a staff that's taken care of my business uh, and uh, has allowed me to t take care of the things I've needed to in my personal life. Uh, so anyway, a lot, so much to be grateful for. I'm grateful for a good husband who's taking care of, when I was taking care of my mother, he was taking care of the house and the laundry and making sure our house stayed sanitized and, and providing all the meals. And, and, uh, so just want to give a shout out to, to a great spouse, a great husband that I have and, uh, my great children. I mean, my children have been fantastic and, and, um, they're just good people. I'm, I'm grateful that they're good people trying to, I was a little sad earlier this year, but a few months ago, because my 18 year old who I thought we were going to have at home another six, seven months before he goes in the military decided he was going to move out. And it was really spontaneous and it happened within a week. So it left me as an empty nester, but, but I'm grateful that he has the desire, um, to get out on his own and experience the world around him and uh, start this learning process, even though it's been a little tough on me. I have another son that's going to be going to Africa in a couple of weeks in the military to Djibouti. Initially, we thought that was going to be a tough, uh, a tough area for him, but the more we've learned about it, I think it could be a nice long vacation. I don't know anyway, but I'm grateful for his service in the military and I'm grateful that he's been so independent Um and since he's gone into the military and so he's hasn't needed us other than to be good parents and supportive to him. I'm grateful that I'm about to be a grandparent. Um, my oldest daughter is going to have a, a baby boy in February. So I'm quite grateful for that. And I'm grateful for my daughter that's in PA school and the great sacrifice she's making for good education and to be a contributing member of the medical community around us. So anyway, we'll be back on the Trump Tender with Orlando Hill from California. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The politicians making decisions for millions of Americans during this pandemic have never missed one paycheck. How could they understand the life and death consequences of their decisions? The curfews and business closures didn't work in Europe this fall, yet here we are. Republican Congresswoman-elect Young Kim tells Fox, Democrat California Governor Gavin Newsom has failed the people. Instead of helping businesses to be creative and innovative and to stay afloat and keep their businesses open, Governor is doing, I mean, he's basically uh, enjoying himself going to a, a restaurant and telling everybody else not to do it. I understand their frustration. 
The United States has formally withdrawn from the Treaty on Open Skies, an agreement between 34 nations to observe one another's militaries through unarmed flyovers. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said Sunday, Russia continued to block flyovers and we're not following the treaty. USA Radio News. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. policy points and availability vary by state. Another one of President Trump's Operation Warp Speed participants, AstraZeneca, has announced their COVID-19 vaccine is 90% effective in late-stage trials. That now makes three vaccines that could be delivered as early as two weeks. I would expect maybe on day two after approval, on the 11th or on the 12th of December, hopefully uh, the first people will be immunized across the United States. With the level of efficacy we have, 95%, 70% or so of the population population being immunized would allow for true herd immunity to take place. Operation Warp Speed's Dr. Monsef Slawi on CNN says herd immunity could be accomplished in the U.S. by May of 2021 if 70% of Americans get the vaccine. President Trump was up early this morning on Twitter. He says in certain swing states, there were more votes than people who voted and in big numbers. Does that not really matter? You're listening to USA Radio News. Welcome back to the Trump Tater. I have on the other line with me Orlando Hill of California. Welcome to the program, Orlando. Thanks. You're glad to be here. So, Orlando, I, I noticed that you posted on your Facebook this morning about Sidney Powell. And so, t- tell me what your thoughts are on this. Uh, I think we're on the same. Uh, did you read her statement? I didn't read her statement, but I did get clarification on it. She's still working for the campaign. She's just not attached to the campaign. So what other outlets have done is they took a, a narrative that they wanted to push and ran with it, which wanted to try and show cause uh, dissension between the people, Trump and Sidney Powell. Fortunately, we're all on the same page. I support her. I support Trump. Awesome. So there has has there actually been a division between her and Mayor Giuliani, or or is this just strictly a ploy that they're exercising? So she's representing a different court case. Actually, what I'm, what I'm understanding is that she is uh, she's still fighting for we the people, and she's still she's not a part of Giuliani. And she's not a part of uh, Lynn Wood, but she is doing her own independent investigation, and she's going to deliver just like she said. Awesome. So, I mean, I went to bed last night before I read her statement, and I, I was a little disheartened. And I'm thinking, why would a person with Sidney Powell's reputation? Um, I mean, I think it's always better to underpromise and overdeliver. And so I'm thinking, why would she overpromise on something like this? And and uh, so I was quite quite pleased when I read her statement. I thought, oh, yes, she hasn't overpromised, or I certainly hope she hasn't. And uh, and I like the fact that she's fighting for we the people, that if by some chance these court cases don't materialize in time to for President Trump to get his second term, at least it's going to continue uh, the battle in the courts so that 2022 is protected and 2024 is protected. But what is your what is your feeling on President Trump? Is he going to is something going to materialize in enough time for him to remain in office? My feeling is this. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, these last four years, I'm 49, and these have been the best years of my life. Um, I think that President Trump has done his part as the president. 
he supported we the people. And now it's time for we the people to support the president. That's what, uh, I, that's, what I, that's what I genuinely feel about this. Because, uh, go ahead. I absolutely agree with you that it, we do need to support him and we need to stand by him. And there's so many fair weather Republicans that as soon as the tides get a little dark, they're willing to run away from President Trump instead of sticking by him. You know what I think? I think this. We're 73 million strong. 70 million in 2016, 73 million in 2020. This is what I think we should do. See, we don't, Trump didn't need the GOP. The GOP needed Trump. From the from the beginning, had there not had Trump not even ran for president, there's no way in the world we would have even made it to the White House. I'm pretty sure Hillary Clinton would have been the president, and had she became the president, we would have had COVID in 2017. So this is what I think we should do. I think we, as a 73 million strong, we need to pull away from the Republican Party, and MAGA should be the new party. And instead of us voting like the conservatives, we have to vote under the Republicans. We need to make our own party, separate from all of them, because the Republicans are rhinos, and not all of them have supported President Trump. And we know this. You've got, uh, uh, um, uh, what's his name, Mitch? Um, Mitch McConnell? Not, McConnell? not Mitch McConnell. Um Oh, Mitt Romney, my senator. Mitt Romney. That's what I'm trying to think of. Mitt Romney, the Mormon guy. Okay. We got him, and you've got a few others that have just not really stepped up to the plate to support the president. You even have constituents who are lifelong Republicans, uh, lifelong conservatives, and the first thing they say, well, he's not really a Republican, he's not really conservative. He may or may not be, but here's the thing. He's the best damn president that I've seen in my lifetime, and I can go all the way back to Carter. So now it's up to us, the people to support our president like he supported us. He didn't make one agenda for white people. He didn't make one agenda for Hispanics. He didn't make one agenda for black people. He put Americans in America first, and by doing that, he covered everyone. And that's how you do it. Black people make up 13% of this population. We got First Step Act. We got the Second Step Act. We got more money to HBCUs than any other time. We got uh, more black people working than since Kennedy was in office. Just like under the under the Obama administration, we had more black people murdered than under the Kennedy administration. And they were murdered by black people. And Obama didn't say anything about it. Because Obama's whole presidency of hope and change was really about divide and conquer. And whether we want to realize it or not, America took a downfall in 2008. It, only, it didn't get uplifted until 2016. So as a black American, because I'm not African-American, I don't subscribe to that, that I, I won't call it what I want to call it. I'll say that mess. As a black American, for the first time in my life under the Trump presidency, I actually feel like an American with no equivocations. I love it. And I think, it, you know, that that's one of the reasons I, I'm, I'm not a black American. I'm just an American that has felt the need as a conservative to reach out to my fellow Americans that are, that are black and uh, tell them, Hey, take a look at the Republican party and uh, take a look at the the conservative movement. And I've been reaching out for some time on that. And I see that president Trump has done more in that area than any other president has in my lifetime. And I'm a few years older than you, but um, he actually did it without promising anything. See, that's the, that's the part that nobody is focusing on. He He never promised one group, anything. It was just like when, I'll I'll give you an example. President Trump said we need to close the borders. He said this in 2017. He said the reason we need to close the borders is so we can uh, vet the people coming into America and know who and what is coming into America. Now, had we closed those borders down in 2017 and built the wall like President Trump said, instead of giving them all that pushback, COVID never would have happened in 2019. I mean, in 2020, the way it did. So when they say, when they say that Trump he didn't do anything to protect American lives, that's a lie, and I'm gonna show you why. When he said what he said, what was the first thing the media did? They called him racist and singled out the Hispanic community. Trump said anybody coming here illegally from any other country, he didn't just single out Hispanics, he didn't just single out Asians, he didn't just single out Africans, Jamaicans, nobody. He said anyone from any country, and the media took that as Hispanics ran with it, America bit, and here we are. 
He's been called racist. He's been called xenophobic. All of this stuff. But yet nothing he's done is racist. And when you ask the average person two questions, they can't give you an answer. First question, give me two things Donald Trump has done since he's been in office that are racist. That's the first question. And then you ask him the second question. Tell me one good thing about Obama's presidency. You know what you get with both answers? An attitude from an informed voter. And I'm going to tell an uninformed voter. And I'm going to tell you why. When we grew up in the black community and white people are referred to, they say those people, them. Okay? When you're in school, you're hearing about Martin Luther King. You're hearing about Abraham Lincoln. You're hearing about Kennedy. But what you're not getting is that one was a Republican and one was a Democrat. And this is the difference between the two. So the average black child that grows up in America, they look at all white people the same. Well, that's stupid. That's asinine. You can't look at all black people the same. You can't look at all Hispanics the same. You have two kinds of people in this world, good and bad. And most good people are Republican conservative, and most bad people to me are Democrats and liberals. The proof is in the pudding. If we look at the history of America, from slavery to Jim Crow to now, 2020 is the perfect example. The Democrats went all out to steal an election. Yet, in if you look in um, some 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 states, they've got more people voting than are actually li- that, that actually live in the state. How can a how can a city with 170,000 people have 250,000 people that voted? What is that? Yeah, I think President uh, Trump tweeted on that this morning. Right. But they had also said that uh, on um, on own news last week. I got a friend. Let me tell you what she told me. She lives in Arizona. And she told me that on the local news that they had a they found a whole bag of mail-in votes. Some had been sent back to the people and others were just left sitting there. So the, the fraud is, 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 is relevant. It's very relevant. It's very real. It happened. Um, Sidney Powell's going to prove that it happened. Giuliani's going to prove that it happened. Lynn Wood is going to prove that it happened. I think Trump was sent by God, and whatever God decides is what's going to happen. And I do believe that we won this election, and we're going to stay in the White House. By any I love means. it. Hey, Orlando, we're about to cut for a commercial. Can you stay on through the commercial so we can finish the conversation? Absolutely. All right. We'll talk to you in just a minute. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. The healthcare enrollment period has just ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a health care program. Sign up for Liberty HealthShare today. As a Christian health care sharing ministry, they are not insurance. So you can still sign up. There's no open enrollment period. You can sign up now. And you can pick the program of your choice. You get to select your doctors and your hospital. They have programs for single individuals, for couples, and families. Best of all, there are no contracts. 
and plans start at only $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey. That's libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey, K-E-R-R-Y. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Welcome back to the Trumpeter. Just a reminder to my audience out there of what a Trumpeter is. I'm Jamie Renda. I own a baked potato restaurant in Ogden, Utah. So I happen to love potatoes and I happen to love Trump. And people were calling our great president a Trumptator, like a dictator. And I thought, you know, I can't let that stand. So I created the most adorable character out there to to have fun at parades and basketball half times and. And uh, we've since a lot of a lot of community things have been canceled. We've gone to business revivals and protests and marches and and Trump trains with our fun character, and have had a lot of fun trying to trying to bring a little fun back into politics. But the most important thing about the Trump tater is the definition, and this is the true definition of a Trump tater. So I looked up Trump in the dictionary, and Trump means to outclass, outshine, outperform, to defeat someone or something, a dependable and exemplary person perfect definition for our president and uh but we can all be trump taters so i have a trump tater on the phone line with me right now orlando hill in california who's out there fighting this fight and uh, standing up for our president and trying to make his community better so orlando let's go ahead and and continue talking about your prediction of what you see coming ahead and and how we can move forward together specifically in race relations is no matter who wins um that is something the media tries to divide us on. So what are your thoughts on that? First of all, we have to understand something. Race issues, that was my father's problem. My father was born in Texas in 1933, okay? And he told me firsthand about his experiences in East Texas with the Jim Crow and racism, uh, from education to just daily living. I was born in 1971, Grew up in Texas. Racism was not an issue for me growing up, period, from the police to any of that. All of this is being uh, made up. It's where you get a group of black people today that don't want to work. I'm going to be honest about it. They don't want to work. They want to make bad decisions, and instead of being punished for the bad decisions, they want to be rewarded for failure. Um, And these are the people you see focused on racism. If you really pay attention, you will notice there's two different classes of black people. You have the African-American who was formed by Jesse Jackson, who tends to be a very... I don't, I don't want to say stupid and ignorant. So I'll say uneducated, uninformed, misled, misguided by people like Jesse Jackson, like Maxine Waters. Uh, I'm going to throw like the Barack word manipulated Obama. out there. Does manipulated sound like a term that they've been done with, with these leaders, manipulated? Absolutely. Lies and manipulation. You're absolutely right. So as far as race is concerned, if if America was racist as they try to depict it to be, you wouldn't have black entrepreneurs. You wouldn't have black CEOs. You wouldn't have uh, uh, black scholars. Education in America in the ghetto is at an all-time low. And I'm going to tell you something. Let me show you how the next time someone tells you about racism, I'm going to show you how you can stop the whole conversation. 
ask them one thing. If America is so racist, why is it when black people get money, the first thing they do is move into a white community where the majority of the people are white? When America was really racist, there was no black people in white communities and there were no white people in black communities. But let me tell you why you see black people in the white community when they get money. In our own community, we gang bang. In our own community, we sell drugs. In our own community, we pimp our little girls. In our own community, we molest our children. In our own community, we rape our women. In our own community, we do everything that we allegedly hate white people for. So is it really an issue of race today, or is it an issue of genocide? Now, at the root of the genocide is the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. Facts. J. Edgar Hoover, head of the FBI under the Kennedy administration, said, Black people don't need another King, Malcolm X, or Panther Party. If you give them guns, drugs, a little bit of power in a controlled area, they'll self-destruct and kill each other. We'll never have to worry about them suing us again. Well, the month for that, when the Panthers made the wrong turn onto the floor of the Capitol, the Mulford Act was the results of it. And the Mulford Act was where it was the first, uh, well, I won't say it was the first, but it was gun control legislation supported by the NRA and signed by Ronald Reagan, who at that time was a Republican uh, governor of California. We come to the education system. Up until 1970, you could graduate high school as a plumber, a welder, mechanic, brick mason, uh the skills, mechanic, all of this, stuff that, could pay, that pays the bills. So if you, when, they, when the liberals took all of this out of the education system, and then they started pushing college, that didn't work. But they didn't, they didn't plan for it to work. Again, controlled environment, guns, drugs, money, a little bit of power, they'll kill each other. So now the father can't support the family. The family, the mother gets on welfare, and what do you have in the streets? Chaos. Bring the 80s in, and you add Ronald Reagan's war on drugs, then you got crack cocaine in the streets. That's my generation. I lived it. I lived it. I saw people, I saw whole families and communities destroyed by the crack epidemic. Either they were smoking it or they were selling it. And in the process, children were going to foster care. Women that just 10, 15 years prior were considered queens or, 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 or you know, the kind of woman that every man wanted to be with, um, now are on the streets for 20 bucks. And then, you, you know, you, you, you add in the 90s, Joe Biden and his crime bill. Called my generation, super predators. I went to prison three years after that bill was passed, myself. And no, I didn't go to prison because I'm black. I went to prison because I was selling drugs to black people. I went to prison because I was participating in crime against black people. I was out here being a civil rights leader. I was not here being a productive citizen. I was out here being a hoodlum and a thug. That's what I wanted to do. That was my choice. I'm the son of a Baptist minister raised in East Texas. I shouldn't be in L.A. game banging. But either way, I wasn't really game banging because I'm, I'm not a gang member, but I was selling drugs. And I went to prison. And it was in prison that I decided I don't think this is the life for me because I saw a lot of other stuff going on inside of prison that was absolutely amazing to me from black people, my own people. And when I came home, I realized something. I don't have a people. I have a family. I don't have a people, though, because me and the individuals that I had left behind behind those walls were as different as night and day, and I, and I realized that. So it was there that I grew up. It was there that I had a, an awakening, an epiphany. And so now, at 49 years old, when I hear people talk about race, I talk about choices. So when you come and you tell me that you were pulled over because you were driving while black. My first question is, was your seat up? Was your music at a reasonable level? Did you have smoke coming out of the car? Did it smell like pot? When the officer approached you, did you have your three forms of information available? License, registration, and insurance? Did you follow the rules? Or did you give them a bunch of extra conversation? Because even out of all the things I've done in my life, 
I haven't been in custody in over 21 years. At the same time, though, I've never been mishandled by the police. I've never been beat. I've never been. Uh, I've never been mishandled. I've never been falsely accused of anything. None of that. Because my father told me when I was 16, he said, "Son, I'm gonna tell you something. Again, when those folks get hold to you, close your mouth, give them your information, and if they do anything that's wrong." or you consider it to be wrong, when you get back to me, we'll get an attorney and we'll handle it. Your job is to get back to me, and their job is to go home to their family. If you make it easy on them, they'll make it easy on you. And that's real stuff. I've tried it. It works. And I, I so, think, no, you know, 99.9% no of the time that does work. A few times you have a bad person out there that causes some problems but unfortunately orlando our time has gone quickly but i want to have you on because this discussion has a lot more to uh to it than uh than even what you've brought up but i mean the points you brought up we need to discuss more but this this voting 10 percent republican 90 percent democrat over the last 40 years i think has created such a divide in america and the media exploits that and divides us on racial lines and um and it's only coming That's all together. They have. That's all they have. If you take away racism, what does the Democratic Party have to stand for? They, they don't. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> hopefully, you know, next Monday, if we can get you back on the Trump Tater, I'd love to continue this conversation with you. And hope Absolutely. You have, I look forward to it. Well, have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family. And to all our Trump Taters out there, we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow. And have a great day. And think of those, those things you had to be grateful for in your life. And, and remember, it's always important to have the attitude of gratitude. Thank you.